Did you know that one in 10 people suffer from a thyroid disorder? Your thyroid is a small gland that plays a huge role in your body, affecting every one of your cells, tissues, and organs in your body through the hormones it produces, which means any disruption to it can disrupt your life. Welcome to Healthy Living, wellness and prevention, medical innovation, the informed side of care. Welcome to Baptist Health Talk. Hello everyone, I'm Nikki Mohan, coming to you from the Baptist Health Newsroom. Although more than half of the people in America that suffer from a thyroid disorder don't even know it, the large majority of cases are not fatal, but what this small butterfly-shaped powerhouse can do ranges from controlling your body's temperature to figuring out how quickly you burn calories and making sure your brain, heart, and other organs and muscles are working properly. Joining us today to talk about what we should know about our thyroid is Dr. Ina Yaskin, internal medicine physician at Baptist Health. Thank you, Dr. Yaskin, for being with us. But before we begin, before we dive into today's subject, I wanna remind those watching now that this is your conversation. Just leave us your questions in the comments and we are happy to answer any of them that you have. We're all here for you and again, happy to answer all those questions. Let's begin with the basics to Dr. Yaskin. What is the thyroid and how does it function? Thyroid is an endocrine uh, organ. And it, as you said, it's located in front of your neck. It's a butterfly organ, a butterfly-shaped organ, which controls pretty much every function, uh, most organs in your body. It's, it's your engine. It controls your digestive function, your cardiac function, your metabolism, your body temperature, your heart rate. And in children, especially uh, in babies, it controls their brain development and their neurological function. It's a crucial organ, and it only weighs about 20 grams on average. Wow, so glad we're talking about this. I feel like nobody's ever talked to me about my thyroid before until I became an adult, and you say it's so important in babies. What are some of the warning signs for anyone that you need to get your thyroid checked out, that your levels are off. So depending on whether you produce too much or too little thyroid hormone, your symptoms can range with not enough thyroid hormone, which is called hypothyroidism, mm -hmm. as in sensitivity to cold, brittle hair, dry skin, hair loss, uh, very slow heart rate, a little bit of weight gain, maybe five, 10 pounds, swelling in your hands, in your face, and something that my patient would call brain fog. Brain fog is inability to concentrate or remember. And uh, it can also lead to more serious conditions like depression and anxiety and trouble sleeping. On the other hand, uh, hyperthyroidism, which is too much thyroid, is just exact opposite. You have overstimulation. Uh, you're unable to tolerate heat. You sweat too much. 
cannot sleep, which can be in either hypo or hypothyroid conditions. You're anxious. You could be depressed as well. Uh, you may have diarrhea, and in some cases, a, a tremor and very high heart rate, which is seen especially in early hypothyroid states. Wow, that's, that's a lot. What are some of the most common thyroid-related diseases, and how do you treat them? How do you manage them? Okay. So uh, we, we're going to start with autoimmune diseases. So the two common uh, autoimmune conditions which can cause hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Mm. It was first described by Dr. Hashimoto in 1912 when he noticed uh, that one of his female patients developed hypothyroidism. And autoimmune conditions in general affect women five times or more than men, but specifically thyroid disorders. So Hashimoto thyroiditis is caused by your own body cells attacking your thyroid gland. So initially, you may have symptoms such as inflammation of your thyroid. It could be tender or not, and uh, it, it's usually enlarged, or it could have uh, something called goiter, uh, which is either nodule or enlargement of the whole thyroid. So in Hashimoto thyroiditis, you could have initial overproduction of thyroid hormone since your body cells cause inflammation and initial overstimulation of your thyroid gland. Then it leads in to hypothyroid state and eventually can normalize. In some patients, it can develop in more chronic hypothyroid state, which is lack of thyroid hormones. So it's really crucial to monitor those patients and check their levels as well as look at their clinical stages of this condition. It's usually a lifetime condition. Wow. So it can get better or worse, but occasionally it will completely disappear, but most patients will have this condition for the entire lifespan. Wow, and how are they treated and managed? Medicine? So in, with Hashimoto thyroiditis, you have to be really patient and watch those patients progress through the stages. So with initial hyperthyroid state, you usually just watch them. If they develop really high uh, rapid heart rate, you can use medications such as beta blockers to slow down their heart rate and make sure their heart function is protected. But if they go into normal euthyroid stage, which is essentially a normal thyroid function uh, stage, you don't have to do anything. But the ones that progress into hypothyroid, not enough thyroid uh, hormone, they would need 
replacement, oftentimes lifetime replacement with a synthetic uh, thyroid hormone. Wow, um, you, you threw out some, um, some terms there. What is the difference between hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism? Right, so hypo is lack of hormone, thyroid hormone, and it's usually uh, lack of both we, we call it free T4 and T3 hormone. Those are two hormones produced by thyroid gland, and it mostly produces T4, which then gets converted into active form of thyroid hormone, T3. About 80% gets, uh, gets released of T4, and about 20% of T3. Some patients may be better than others converting this T4 into active form of uh, thyroid hormone. You're so much smarter than me. You've lost me already. If I have, what is a symptom of hypothyroidism? If you have no hypothyroidism, so symptoms hormone. of hypothyroidism is your engine shuts down or slows down. So you gain weight. So uh, not necessarily. You can have, you can gain a little bit of weight, especially initially when your thyroid stops or decreases production of the thyroid hormone. But usually it's modest amount of weight. So yes, I hear my patients saying I gained weight because my thyroid is not uh, functioning properly. But it really attributes to very small amount of weight gain. And your weight gain could be cause of something else, as well as other symptoms of hypothyroidism, cold intolerance, constipation, as I mentioned prior, brittle skin or hair loss, uh, loss of eyebrow, um, lo loss of eyebrows peripherally, uh, dry skin, especially dry wow. patches. And once you replace this thyroid hormone, uh, most of your symptoms should return back to baseline. Wow. Um, what many people um, may not know is that the thyroid also affects the immune system. What are some thyroid-related autoimmune conditions? So I, I, I love this question because it goes both ways. So your immune system is attacked by two most common uh, types of disorders of thyroid function. One is Hashimoto's thyroiditis, as we talked about, and the second one is exact opposite. It's called Graves' disease. So Graves' disease is an autoimmune disorder of thyroid that produces too much thyroid uh, hormone. And has exact opposite symptoms of hypothyroidism. Wow. How do we take care of our thyroid? So you usually don't need to take care of thyroid. It, uh, we have to, it's usually part of the, your annual panel. And in patients that have family history, or have other autoimmune conditions, such as type 1 diabetes, 
celiac disease, etc., they're more prone to thyroid disorders. So those are the ones that need more frequent uh, follow-up. And it's usually just a basic thyroid test and uh, an exam during your physical, uh, palpating your neck. The thyroid gland is located in front of the neck. It's a butterfly-shaped organ. And you could tilt your head back, swallow, uh, it can be examined by yourself as a patient or uh, by your medical practitioner. And if it is enlarged or asymmetric, asymmetrical or has some nodules, then it needs further investigation. Wow. So um, now we're going to debunk some of the most common myths we hear about the thyroid. The first, if there's a lump or nodule, someone thinks they automatically has, have, have, they have cancer. It's actually uh, absolutely not true because only about five, maybe 7% of all nodules are cancerous. Most nodules uh, are noted either by patient or on the exam, and uh, they have no symptoms. Only if they start growing really quickly or of large size, they can impair your swallowing, they can affect your voice. You could wow. have voice hoarseness, um, or you could have a painful uh, lump that's rapidly growing, and that definitely needs attention of a medical professional. Wow, um, another common myth, all people with thyroid problems uh, sometimes have bulging eyes, is that true? So uh, we talked about two autoimmune conditions and only one of them, which is very rare, it's called Graves' disease, uh, that can have this ophthalmopathy. So, so what happens, you have your antibodies, right, affecting your thyroid gland, but in Graves' disease, they affect other organs, such as connective tissue, your fibroblast cells. And it causes inflammation behind your eyes and gives you this bulging eye appearance. But with proper treatment, especially early treatment, it can be managed and even reversed. Well, um, Another myth, thyroid problems best diagnosed by identifying symptoms. Is that true? Uh, yes and no. So you could have subclinical hypothyroidism. So your levels of hormones could be a little bit off, either high or low. And uh, you may have almost no symptoms. It's complicated because thyroid could be affected by a number of medications, such as lithium, for example, used in bipolar disorder, or amiodarone, which is commonly used for uh, arrhythmia called atrial fibrillation. And it can affect uh, th thyroid function tests, sometimes leading to symptoms and sometimes not. So you really have to look at the whole picture. Look at the patient, look at the labs, 
and make correlation and repeat those levels right. because things change. Just like I talked about Hashimoto's disease, mm -hmm. it goes through stages. Yeah. And let's, I mean, and then you, like you said before, it's really important to get it tested on your yearly panel so you see where you are rather than. Right. Go to the doctor. Don't pretend to be a doctor. <laughs> right. But also, diseases or symptoms can happen be between your annual uh, mm -hmm. visits. If you have any of the symptoms, as I mentioned before, of cold intolerance, uh, you know, unusual mental fog or uh, problems with your digestive system and a whole slew of systems of symptoms related to either hypo or hyperthyroid. You need to then uh, talk to your healthcare professional because we don't get sick on our annual visits, nope, we, sure we get sick it doesn't in work between, that way. right? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Who has thyroid problems? A lot of people feel only middle-aged or older people have thyroid problems. Is that true? So it's usually uh, women are more affected than men. And uh, in in US, we don't really see iodine depletion. But in some other countries, where iodine uh, is really not present mm. in most food or sold uh, products, we see um, a lot more hypor, underactive thyroid um, disorders. And uh, it can affect anyone. As I mentioned, it can affect babies. Mm. And in fact, women who are pregnant with history of hypothyroidism require slightly increased doses of centroid levothyroxine, the replacement hormone, because the baby needs that hormone for development of their brain, neurological uh, symptoms, etc. So it's more common in women and like most disorders, more common with age so we do see a peak after age 60, but it can affect, it, it can hit you and strike you at yeah. any age. Yeah, that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation. We're gonna go ahead and answer some of the most uh, top uh, research questions we see on the internet. Um, what does a thyroid cancer prognosis look like? So variable. So thank God that the most common type of cancer is papillary cancer. 80% of it is treatable. It's not usually aggressive. It affects one part of the uh, thyroid lobe. So you have two parts of the thyroid connected by isthmus. And it's usually treated by surgery. Uh, it, seen or diagnosed at very early stages has great prognosis. Then we have follicular type of cancer, which is a little bit more aggressive. It's about 10, 15% of all thyroid cancers. And it tends to spread more quickly 
to other parts of thyroid or other uh, tissues, but again, has a pretty good prognosis and usually just requires surgery. Sometimes radiation with uh, radioactive uh, iodine to, to make sure you remove all of the thyroid issue, a tissue affected by this um, cancer, has a pretty good prognosis. And then we have some more unusual cancers. We have a more aggressive one, but only constitutes about 5%. It's called anaplastic uh, thyroid cancer. It is more aggressive, it grows quickly, and usually affects both uh, sides of uh, thyroid gland. Um, and for that, sometimes you need uh, chemotherapy and radiation of uh, organs close to thyroid. And then you have uh, a lymphoma, which is uh, seen mostly in elderly, and um, it, it's less aggressive than anaplastic cancer, but still pretty serious. And uh, as seen in elderly patients, um, it usually is is diagnosed, if it's diagnosed pretty quickly, it has a moderately okay prognosis. And then you have a very unusual type of cancer, medullary cancer, which has a genetic component, well established and uh, well studied. Uh, it uh, comes from multiple endocrine neoplasias, uh, usually type two, and it's associated with other autoimmune diseases and other cancers. And it affects the other hormone secreted by thyroid gland called calcitonin, which controls calcium metabolism um, yeah. in, in your body. Yeah, but I love what you're saying that, you know, most uh, thyroid cancers or incidents of thyroid cancers are very treatable. So we're ending this conversation on hope. Thank you so yes. much for all the information today, Dr. Yaskin. We so appreciate it. It certainly has been a great conversation. We're very appreciative of your insight. Remember viewers, be sure to hit that subscribe button on our channel here to keep up with the latest health and wellness information and tips from our experts. Thank you so much for watching. Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at baptisthealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. Baptist Health Talk is brought to you by Baptist Health, the warmer side of care.